Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We're now in our 16th year on Voice America, and now we're podcasted on iTunes and Stitcher and many other places. So uh, we really hope that you're tuning in. There are so many wonderful programs on this network. And today we are talking about a topic that we all go through every single day, and we all need to handle it every single day, and that is stress and stress management. And I have with us uh, a consultant who specializes in stress management. Her name is Christine Walchuk. She's an independent consultant specializing in training and program development. For the past 18 years, Chris has worked as an independent consultant on training and development projects for a variety of training organizations, employee assistance programs, and direct clients. She trains on human resource and employee wellness topics, as well as stress management. And her background in counseling and her positive outlook and easygoing nature help her connect to a wide variety of people. And today we're going to talk about stress, why we stress all the time, and what can we do about it. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Patricia. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Yeah, it's really fun. And, you know, talk about stress. I mean, a lot of you will listen to this when it's uh, already recorded and uh, when it's, uh, you know, when you can listen online and listen on demand. However... Today is April 15th, and it's tax day. So, so One Chris, of the most some people are stressed. days of the year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, true, true. So we'll be talking about that and hopefully help, helping people. You know, you've been in the training business for decades, really. How did you get into that and specifically into the topic of stress management? Yeah, so, so as you said, uh, Patricia, my background is in counseling originally, um, which led me then to human resources, and I was doing lots and lots of training for an organization for about 11 and a half years. But one of the last projects that I had worked, for, worked on for them was on work-life balance. Um, they, I worked for a company that was very male-oriented, um, and all of a sudden we were hiring a lot more women, and even a lot of the males were saying, hey, you know, we need a little bit more balance here, and this is the late 90s um, that this is happening. And so our upper management decided we need to put together a, a project team, find out what are those best practices, and, and think about what can we bring into our organization. I also happened to be very pregnant at the time, so I had a vested mm-hmm. interest in this topic of work-life balance. And work-life balance then kind of moved me into employee wellness and stress Mm. because stress management is just something that I heard all the time. Anytime we talked about work-life balance, one of the things that stresses people out a lot is the fact that they don't feel like they have work-life balance. And so it just sort of evolved, as you said, over the last almost two decades now that I've been doing this on a consulting basis um, and just have had the privilege of working with so many different organizations, different industries, but the issues are the same. What, What do you see, you know, in working with a variety of companies over the years, what do you see as the main stressor? Is it, you know, the, the coworker? Is it just the stress of the work? Is it family issues? Is it all over the board, Chris? What, what do you see? It is all over the board, Patricia, and a lot of that has to do with, look, you know, each one of us is very individual, and, and 
certain things will stress you out that may not stress me out and vice right. versa. And so it really is very, very individual. Now, depending upon your circumstances, um, you know, in life situations, certain things may not be the obvious stressors. So if I have financial issues, if I'm in debt, obviously money and finances and keeping my job are, are obvious stressors for me. On the other hand, if maybe I'm not in a good relationship or maybe I, I'm not as close to my kids as I would like to be or something like that, then it could be those relationship things. So it really is a very, very individual thing. But I will tell you, I think that, again, having done this for almost two decades now, the last 10 years or so, I really, really think that technology and social Mm. media have had a lot to do with you know, people's level of stress and, and kind of why, not being do you able say to that? handle it. Is it because they don't understand it or it's too difficult or there's too many glitches? What? Again, very individual. So let's take, you know, me, for example, I'm, I'm in that baby boomer generation, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so when it comes to technology, I didn't grow up with technology. First time I ever saw a computer was my freshman year of college and it took up a classroom. And, huh. you know, that's very different from those folks who are just entering the workforce now where they've literally been using technology since birth. And so for me, you know, just kind of keeping up with it and, and, you know, can I learn these new things becomes the question. But I think with our younger generation, especially our millennials, and now this new Gen Z, which is going to be the new generation just Mm -hmm. entering the workforce now, um, I think that, you know, they love the technology, but they don't understand why sometimes organizations don't let us use them as as readily. Mm -hmm. Um, They have all these wonderful ideas. They know how to use it, but sometimes our our organizations or our upper management stifles Mm -hmm. that a little bit, and they don't feel they they get to to utilize that as much and to their advantage. Yeah, but I think there's another stressor, and that's people using it so much that it's straining yeah. them physically, or they're not communicating because they're constantly online. Absolutely. Uh, no question about it. I mean, when you think about that, you know, how connected we are. We carry those phones with us every minute of the day. Everybody's got their notifications set and things are beeping and booping, you know, letting people know that right. you have a new Facebook notification or uh, LinkedIn or, or something else is happening. And they just feel so connected to that or, or the need to be connected to that, that you're absolutely right. I think that they really lose out on some of those personal interactions that we had in the past. And, and so that's an, another interesting point that comes out of that one, Patricia, is the fact that loneliness is on a rise. Things like depression and anxiety, especially in our youngest generations, you know, teens and, and young adults, is higher than it's been before. And so it's interesting, you know, they're all over social media. They have, you know, a, a thousand friends on Facebook and, and however many friends on, on Instagram or followers on Instagram. And yet things like loneliness and depression are on the rise. So that's yeah. telling us something you about know, the... It's funny because remember 15 or 20 years ago, Chris, when the main example of stress was in your car when you were in a traffic jam? Yeah. Now that's like the least of it. I mean, uh, it's still exactly. a problem. Although we still people, see a lot of that. I mean, I'm always amazed when I hear the road rage stories, you know, where people yeah. just literally lose it because somebody cut them off or, or you know, somebody got in front of them. But, but you know, I, I think it's just that variety of things. I, I think that definitely the technology and the social media, but still some of those old-fashioned things, like you're saying, from, you know, that we all felt 10, 15, 20 years ago, things like finances, things like, you know, just the, the everyday relationships 
trips and things like that yeah. just make it even even more difficult. And and as I you know circling back to what I said before, feeling a lack of of work life balance. You know, people just feel that their lives, especially again, our millennials are thinking, you know, my organizations are expecting so much of me, so much of my time. I don't feel like I've got that balance. And, you know, I think that that really, really adds to the stress that people are feeling. Well, I know that April is Stress Awareness Month and we're recording this in April. So what does that mean? And, and, you know, what should we know more about stress and how we handle it? Sure. So, so first off, you know, stress always gets this really bad rep, right? N- nobody walks around saying, I'm so stressed, it's awesome, right? They're walking around going, oh my gosh, I feel so stressed, and they're holding their heads. So we always give it this negative connotation, and it's because most of us are suffering from too much stress. You know, it's coming at us from so many different directions that we just don't know how to handle it, and, and so it becomes a real negative. But stress in, in and of itself is not a bad thing. I mean, things like deadlines, things like having to be at a meeting at a certain time or, or, or getting to work at a certain time, those are stressors, but those are good stressors. They give us those bursts of energy. They motivate us. They get us up in the morning and hopefully excited about the things that we're doing. But again, the problem becomes that, that we have so many of those things and that becomes a problem. You know, the other thing when you think about stress, you know, we all have heard of fight or flight, right? So if you, if you are faced with some sort of, of danger or, or a threat or a perceived threat, your body automatically goes into fight or flight. So your blood pressure goes up, your mm-hmm. heart rate goes up, you start breathing much more quickly, much more shallowly, because you're getting ready for the fight or to run like heck from this thing. Exactly. But unfortunately, we can't our bodies do that today. are starting to... Well, we it's, can't it's fight doing or it over and over way. and over again. You know, it's, it's I have an argument with my spouse, I go into fight or flight. My kid doesn't listen to me, I go into fight or flight. My boss asks me to stay, stay late to do something, I go into fight or flight. And, and we're doing this over and over again. Yeah, and yes, that's but Chris, that neg- but we can't, we can't, you know, in the old days, you had that bow and arrow that you could fight or you could run. You can do right. neither right now. You can't run away and you can't punch the person. So exactly. it's going inside your body somewhere. Yes. Absolutely. And so, so that's the point is, is that lots of people are just kind of taking it in and taking it in. And so at some point, you're going to explode, right? If you're just holding, holding back on all of these things. So really what needs to happen is we need to have various mechanisms that we can go to when we are experiencing stress. And, and some things are the kinds of things that we can do in the moment. So the guy cuts me off on the highway. What can I do? What, what do you do when, when somebody cuts you off on the highway, Patricia? What's your first instinct? You know, I get annoyed and then I just, um, I just deal with it. I, I just, okay. It doesn't bother me that much. Okay, good. And, and I'm so able that's, to handle that's, it, and, yeah. And that's probably something that, that you either work on or maybe that's changed over time. And, and yeah. I mean, that's a great way to handle that is, is look, somebody's going to cut you off. I mean, of course, you go into fight or flight because you felt threatened, right? This person could have caused exactly. an accident. So that's a normal reaction. But I need to be able to take that deep breath and say, okay, 
It's done. It's over. Let me not play games. You know, what if that person hits my car? What if they have a gun? Forget it. Let's yep. not make a big deal of this. And we back off from that. And so things like, you know, taking a few deep breaths, counting to 10, we've all heard those things. They really do help us because what they do is they, they buy us a little bit of time where instead of reacting to the situation, we respond to it. And the big difference there is, is reacting is simply emotional, and response is my, my rational part of my brain kicks in a little bit and helps me through that situation. But also there's long-term habits that we can employ that really do tend to help people to manage their stress better, and, and some of it starts with basic self-care. You know, lots of times, you know, today we're just so busy, we're running around, we've got all these balls in the air, we're multitasking, that people just aren't doing those things that your mom and dad told you when you were a kid. Eat right, exercise, get enough sleep, right? All of those kinds of things go by the wayside when people are busy and stressed, and yet those are the very things that very often can help us manage that stress on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That's so true. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And Chris, um, if people want to write to you or ask you a question, is there a way to get a hold of you? Um, through LinkedIn is probably the best way. That would be a great okay. one. I'm in there, so so that would be wonderful. And and it would be Chris Walchuk, right? Christine Correct. Christine Walchuk, W A L C H U K. Right. For LinkedIn. All right. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to counteract stress or deal with it. And we'll talk about children and anxiety and depression as well and um, more suggestions. And my guest, again, is Chris Walchuk, and she's an independent consultant who specializes in training and program development with a real focus on stress management and work-life balance. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. 
Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we're back with chris walchuk talking about stress and stress management and how we can deal with it because it's an everyday occurrence in most of our lives, unless we live on a mountaintop and are doing OM all day long. (laughs) My guest is Chris Walchuk, an independent consultant specializing in training and program development. And she focuses on stress management and work-life balance. She's worked for, for decades with employee assistance programs and training organizations and human resources and employee wellness topics. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you know, if you can sit up there on the mountaintop and do OM, that's great. But, you know, how many of us do that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, lots of times when we hear about, you know, how to manage stress, you know, there, there's so many nice ideas, you know, participate in a hobby that you like and, and things like that. And, and those are true because, you know, that distracts us a little bit from what's going on. Meditation is something that obviously we hear a lot more about these days. I know you had a guest on a few weeks ago that talked about mindfulness and the fact yeah. that, you know, yeah. our minds are usually racing. We're worrying about the past. We're worrying about the future. We're not just in the moment. And, and so those are all really important things. But like you said, most people are just trying to get through the day um, with everything that they have to do. And so, um, you know, we, we need all, all kinds of, of techniques that are going to help us in those various situations. So true. So do you think that we contribute to our own stress or sometimes and sometimes not? Sometimes and sometimes not. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Well, so look, I mean, situations happen. You can't help it if an accident happened, right? You can't help it necessarily, maybe, maybe not, if you got diagnosed with an illness or you lost a family member or a friend or a job even, right? Sometimes those things are out of our control. But even when the things are out of our control, usually we can take control of something. And that's really the idea, especially when I'm dealing with those, those bigger issues like that. Um, you know, sometimes people just want to curl up, you know, in, in the corner like a ball and, and, and just shut the world out, which we can't do. And so what we need to do is, is we need to be able to, to, again, step back, respond rather than react, and really think about, okay, what next? What am I going to do? So, so let's say you've got a diagnosis of some sort of an illness. Your first instinct is, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. This is terrible. What's going to happen? I'm going to die, right? That's the first thing that comes to one's head. But then we need to step back and say, okay, so this is what one doctor told me. I need to go get a second opinion. I need to read up on this. I need to research this because information is power. And once I have all that information, then I can rationally start making decisions and choices on what happens. 
But, but a lot of times what happens to us, Patricia, is, again, we go to that negative place. In fact, in general, over the course of a day, we all talk to ourselves. We have messages that we're giving ourselves in, in our heads. Something goes well, you probably say to yourself, oh, that was great. Oh, I'm so glad that worked out. Right. And, if, and if something doesn't go well, we're beating ourselves up, right? Oh, see, I knew that was going to happen. I knew we could never pull this off. And so if we start listening to that self-talk, does it tend to be more positive and coachy or does it tend to be more negative, beating yourself up? If it tends to be more negative, then you are contributing to your stress because the stress is the stress. But every time you say to yourself, I can't handle this, I can't do this, I'm never going to get past this, guess what? You're making it worse for yourself because it's that, that self-belief that I, I don't have what it takes to deal with this. So, so situations we can't always control, but our thoughts around it and how we go about those changes. And, and again, a lot of it just has to do with, with stepping back and being able to really, you know, go, go to that rational part of the brain so that, that you can think through how will I manage the situation. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. go, go to past experiences. I mean, most of us have had stuff in our past. And we've gotten through those difficulties. You know, I, I'm, because of the counseling background, I, I think I'm a true believer in learning from experiences. And, and yeah. you know, when, when you had a bad situation and you got past it, what did you do that helped you? Well, do that again, because that's a good, good trait. What did you do that didn't help you? Well, don't do that again, because it's probably mm-hmm. not going to help you exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, Chris, what are some of the situations you've seen in your trainings? You know, maybe give an example of something you've seen um, that's been discussed and worked through in terms of sure. what stressors people have had and how they've dealt sure. with them. Yeah, so, so again, vast variety, but, but one that definitely comes to mind, because I do do a lot of trainings on change in organizations. You know, with yes. the, the organization that I had worked for for many, many years, when I was there, change was the name of the game. I mean, we were buying things, selling things, closing facilities, opening facilities, and, and as the, an HR person there, I was always there to support the managers and the employees through those. And I think that lots of times uh, I'm called upon to, to do that with organizations today. And, and so change is one of those scary things for a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and creates a lot of stress because there's that fear of the unknown, right? You of find course. out that your organization is being bought or sold right. or consolidating or something's going on. And we always, again, go to that worst case scenario. I'm going to lose my job. This is going to be horrible. They're not going to keep me. Okay, well, that is a possibility, right, when something like that's happening. But it doesn't have to be. So get all the information, get as much as you can from your manager, from the organization of what's going on. But then be thinking about how am I going to get through this change? You know, what are some things that I need to do to get past it? You know, maybe my organization, the big change that's happening is we're just going to change the way we do all of our systems, you know, all new technology, and I don't know any of that. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I need to learn it, right? Mm-hmm. I need to take a class. I need to, to read up on it. I need to do whatever yeah. I can to get myself yeah. up to speed. Um, so it really go, always goes back to, you know, what can I control in that situation? And, and yeah. with change, it's anything that, again, that you can take control of, you know, and, and something like your own learnings and, and things like yeah. that. Or you know, you're going through a major change. You know, you're worried that you're going to lose your job. Did you update your resume? I was just going to say that. I was just going to yeah. say, update or, your resume, yeah. you know, get online and see what's out there. There's so Absolutely. many services now that, you know, that have job postings. 
And, and a lot of people, especially those who have been in their positions or with their companies for a really long time, probably haven't updated their resume in years, right. probably aren't on LinkedIn. They haven't looked at any of those boards. And so, yeah, just kind of familiarizing yourself with that and doing something, that really helps people to feel like, again, they're in control of that situation. So whatever happens, happens, but at least I'm doing everything in my right. power. Or maybe maybe get a career counselor or a professional person to help you with your resume. There are so Absolutely. many professional coaches in and, this area. And, and you know, right. And I would say that in anything, whether that's a, a, a work-related thing or a personal kind of situation. You know, lots of times we, we, we shy away from professional help, you know, ooh, therapy or, or a counselor or something like that. But you know what? Sometimes we really just need to have that, that third party, somebody who can look at something a little bit more objectively that we, than we can and, and coach us through that situation. Sometimes it could be your friends or family members, but sometimes not. And, and being willing to recognize that Absolutely. I need to ask for help. Yeah. What about, speaking of help, what about our kids? You know, depression and anxiety and suicide rates are up for adolescents yep. and teens and young adults. Yep. What's your advice there? We have about four so, minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so once again, you know, knowing our kids is probably the most important thing. And, and you know, I, I have a 16-year-old and a 21-year-old, so I'm, I'm well into the, the teen years and, and luckily beyond, beyond one, with one of them. But I, I think that, you know, we need to just you know, educate ourselves again on, on, you know, what's normal teenage kind of feelings and activities and what's not. And, and if we start seeing any kinds of behaviors in our kids where, somebody, where a, a child really isolates themselves a lot, um, mm-hmm. maybe they're on social media constantly, constantly. Yeah. And then when warning you see them signs, get off, you're saying. Look yeah, for warning signs. Exactly. Exactly, that that something is wrong. You know, be there to support them. You can't always, you know, shield them from everything. But but also, we can't minimize things. You know, sometimes parents, you know, when, when a kid's complaining about something, we go, ah, in my day, we didn't even have, you know, and, and, yeah, and we go right. into our own story. Well, it's a different time. And, and we need to be able to, to recognize that they're feeling a particular way and we need to be there to support them and be role models. So this is a really important point when it comes to managing stress. If you're the person, you're the mom or the dad who is terrible at managing your own stress, you're running around like crazy all the time reacting to situations. Don't be surprised if your child feels more stress and reacts in exactly the same way you do. Mm-hmm. So we really need to, to, to be those role models of, you know, what are those behaviors that can help us manage our stress Absolutely. a little bit better. All right, what would your closing thoughts be for our listeners in terms of managing stress, understanding it, dealing with it? Well, I would say exactly that. Know yourself. Um, you know, know what your triggers are. If there are certain things that really set you off, just become familiar with that. Know your physical or, or emotional signs. You know, lots of us can tell when we're feeling really stressed, either my, my shoulders are really tight or I get headaches or something. You know, the more we're self-aware, the sooner we can, can jump on, on doing things. And, you know, we talked about, a little bit about mindfulness and meditation. Those things are, are great things on a regular basis to do. Exercise is a great thing 
because when we do exercise, we have endorphins that are released and all these great chemicals that make us feel better. When we manage our time a little bit better, that helps us. So being more planful, being more organized, um, and, you know, participating in, in interactions with other people, you know, not letting us get ourselves too caught up with social media and distancing ourselves, but, but spending time with loved ones, with family members, with our pets. I mean, pets are wonderful, too, to kind of calm us down mm-hmm. sometimes. Yep. Uh, you know, any activity that we enjoy doing, volunteering, that's another one. You know, when we're volunteering, we're, we're helping somebody else, but it also makes you feel awesome, which can, can ease a little bit of the stress that we might be feeling. Yeah, wonderful. And people can find you, as you said, on LinkedIn mm-hmm. under Chris Walchuk, Christine Walchuk, mm-hmm. W-A-L-C-H-U-K. And right. again, Christine has been an independent consultant working in training development projects for many years and very much in the area of work-life balance and wellness programs and stress management and a variety of topics on wellness as well. So again, uh, do contact Chris. Chris, it's been great to have you on the program. No, thank you so much. It's great talking with you, Patricia. Great. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this half hour. Coming up next, we have a great interview, and stay tuned. There's plenty more right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.